You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. You can find me on Instagram at tripadvice, TikTok at tripadvice, and YouTube, tripadvice as well. Trip is with two Ps, like you are not going on a trip because trip is with one P if you're going on a trip. But if you're talking to trip or listening to trip, it's with two Ps. Good for you, man. You clicked on a long episode. I love it. And I know that some guys really like the longer episodes too, because they're driving, they're working out, they're walking. Well, here you go. Because just yesterday, I did a hour and 40 minute live, which is one of my longer lives. I usually don't go live for that long, but lately I've been feeling like I want to be able to go over a lot of material as well as get as many people's questions answered as possible because a lot of people show up to these lives and I want to be able to make an impact and help everyone wherever I can. So on this live that I did, I talked about how to start a conversation and flirt with a girl. Now, I did another live and I talked about that beginning process, more so some mindsets, your body language, appearance. On this portion, it's more of the how to talk to girls portion, which is appropriate for this podcast. So I go deep into how do you start a conversation, openers, flirting, deeper flirting or more advanced flirting once you've been talking to her for a while, giving you actual examples and things to say, and really diving into the matter of what flirting is. I've been talking a lot about that lately on the podcast because I really want you to understand it and just be able to be good at it and practice it. So it's been a a hot, popular topic recently. And I thought this was one of those episodes. I mean, I'll be honest, man, I was on fire. I will just say it. I was on fire. I felt like I was giving great information along with giving really good answers to guys' questions just because I was so in it. You know, you have those those nights where you're just in it. And I'll admit, there are some lives that I do. It happens rarely, but it happens. When, you know, I, I feel like uh, maybe I could have done a little bit better, gave better answers. I don't know. That's just me continuously pushing myself and being hard on myself. But anyways, this is such a great episode. And I think you're really going to get a lot from it. And I think it's going to be helpful and That's why I'm having you listen to it today. A little personal update. I've been tracking my protein every single day. And last week, a majority of the week, I was hitting 150 grams per day. Now, the reason why I'm saying this to you is because I like to give you not information on on health and fitness. That's, That's not my specialty. But I like to share the lessons that I'm learning So you can learn from them and you can have a better life. So what was the lesson that I learned? Well, first of all, it was interesting because I expected it to be really hard. So this is the journey. I expected 150 grams of protein every day to be really hard. It's like, wow, that's a lot. It's a lot of eating. It's a lot of tracking. That's a lot of just being in tune with that part of your day where sometimes you just forget to eat and then you eat a small lunch, you eat dinner and whatever, and you just don't think about it much. So there's a lot of deliberate action here. And 
that's when it, it gets a little bit tough. When you're like, okay, am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be able to succeed? What's going to happen? But I set myself up for success because I really planned it hard and I had I had a lot of motivation, luckily. Uh, we don't always have motivation and we can't rely on motivation because motivation, by the way, when you're starting something new, very high in the beginning, then that starts to wane off because it's not as exciting anymore. But I did it. I hit 150 grams most of the days, about like four or five out of the days out of the week. And it was funny because I was, I was talking to Megan. I go, Megan, this is easy. I got this. And I didn't realize how easy it was. So lesson number one is sometimes you think something's going to be hard and you do it and you go, oh, not so bad. And I spoke too soon because on day five of not eating enough fiber, which I didn't know that was something that you had to do with protein. Now, in retrospect, it sounds so obvious, but I wasn't focused on on, on a super balanced day of meals. I was just focused on the protein. So on day five, uh, let's just say I was backed up and in a lot of stomach pain to the point where I was like, fuck, are you kidding me? Like, you know, it was kind of one of those moments where you're like, oh, of course, you know, you know, you thought it was going to be easy and now it's like, okay, what's going on? And so I did some research, you know, stomach cramps, lots of protein and so much came up. It's like everyone talks about you need to have fiber. Okay. So now I need to track something else and I need to be eating even more. It's almost like, it's almost like the personal development gods were testing me and are testing me because I had one of those moments. I'll, I'll admit to you, I had one of those weak moments of like, is this going to work? Am I going to do this? Is this going to be a hindrance? Do I have to give up now? And let's just say it took a couple of days to get out of that mindset and realize, hey, remember what you always say. And you say this a lot in the podcast. Shit's hard. Life can be tough. And so you can't just go through life expecting things to be easy. And I was like, oh yeah. Why am I still in that mindset of, is this going to be easy, hard, easy, hard? Just expect everything to be challenging and just do it. So we're back into it today. At the time of recording this, this is a this is a Wednesday, and the last couple of days have been good protein days. I'm just kind of readjusting my stomach and learning fiber. I'm actually drinking every morning now a uh, a tablespoon of chia seeds, which is a very interesting experience to drink down uh, water with chia seeds in it. it. Doesn't have much of a taste. It's these little seeds that turn sort of gelatinous as they soak in water. And yeah, I'm like, okay, this is my life now. So now we're we're back to decounting. We're counting protein. We're counting fiber. We're keeping things balanced. This is the life we live. What do we do? We do things that are hard. Why do we do them? Because we want to challenge ourselves and we want to grow and we want to be better and we want to have lives that are more than worth living. And so as I continue my journey in this, in this world, the personal development never stops. So I thought I'd share that with you. 
And I know that this can be related to literally anything in life, whether you're trying to get stronger, you're trying to meet more women, you're trying to build a business or trying to pursue a career or get ahead in your career. Whatever you're trying to do, it takes work. So let's always just remember that and go into things and do our best and keep iterating and do what we got to do to get results. Okay. Wanted to share that with you. Semi get it off my chest, but I always like to keep you updated on, on everything. So let's get into the next part of this episode, which is my great live that I did talking about how to flirt with girls. So we're doing well. So what are we talking about today? How to start a conversation and flirt with a girl. If you were here last week, then you were here when I went over some really, really good material, specifically on, let's go through it, mindset, appearance and body language, tonality, and then we, we stopped halfway through because there was so much to go over that I, I just didn't want to fly through it. I really wanted to, to give you guys the best material possible. So we're going to be continuing that today. That's what this live is all about. And then, of course, we're going to be answering questions as well. Maybe even get you guys on here live to chat. So, wow, can you believe it? I got my ex back using the Hooked program. Callum, that's amazing. That's amazing. So Hooked is my course. And no, Callum was not paid to say that. Callum, um, more details, please. How long have you guys been back together? You know, let's go over all that. So yeah, uh, Hooked is my video course. It's about 10 hours long. You watch it from your phone or your computer, or your tablet. And it's in a private members area that you get access to. And you also get access to Trips Corner, which is my private Facebook group, where there's about almost 2,000 guys in there now. Pretty wild. Pretty, pretty wild. So if you go to getterhook.com, you'll be able to get access to that. Okay, so we're going to go over some good stuff. We're going to answer some questions. I see that you guys are asking questions now. I'll do my best to get to them, but I'm really going to go over those. Not yet. So just keep putting them in there. Some people don't really do well with courses. They don't. They do better when they're working with someone who can really help them one-on-one. And we do have that option here, which is called the Trip Advice Accelerator Coaching program. You can learn more about that at tripadvicecoaching.com. Trip Advice Coaching is a program where we hold your hand, not literally, but almost, but, but close to it. And we teach you not only how to go out and meet women in person, but we also help you with your profile. We design your online dating profile. We have scripts for you to go out and talk to women. And we coach you step-by-step step and hold you accountable to do it so you can get incredible results. Like potentially getting your ex back, although we don't really work on that too much in the coaching program. In the coaching program, it's about meeting new women and giving you the skill set 
to be able to meet new women. So that's what we do. Trip, just send me one of your exes and I'll pay you $1,000. Cass, you don't want any of my exes. You don't. God, that sounded terrible. No, um, some of them are very good people. Some of them, not all of them. But I think that it's just best that you go meet the women for yourself. I'll talk more about the coaching program a little bit later. Why don't we go ahead and chat about how to talk to girls and flirt with girls? Who's in? So remember last week, and if you weren't here last week, the channel is the channel. The video is still live on the channel from last week's live. Okay. So last week's live, we went over mindset appearance and body language, tonality. And then we stopped right here. It's funny because it feels like we didn't go over much, but this was about 40 minutes or more. So if you want to learn more about that, go to my last live. If any questions are coming in right now, we'll answer them after the fact, because right now we're going to be going over this and you guys are ready. So let's dive in. How to open. Real quick, before I get into this, I got to say something. I'm really excited. I am going to release a video next week where I did a breakdown of infield audio from one of my students. So one of the guys that I'm coaching right now, where I should say all the guys that we coach on the TripAdvice coaching program, we have them go out and record their audios of approaches. So then... The coach can listen in and can say to the guy simply what he was doing correct, what he could work on, and what he is doing incorrect. And this has been tremendously helpful to get guys to get better at approaching. Just that alone, I've been able to get guys' girlfriends from doing approaches. And not just any girls, but women that they're really attracted to. So next week, for the first time ever on the channel, I'm going to have a video where I'm breaking down the audio of one of my students. So you're going to hear an approach, and then I'm going to be telling you what he was doing right and wrong. And if you guys like it and it does well on the channel, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to do more of those. So I want to see if you guys are interested in that. We'll find out when it goes live next week. Okay, let's dive in. How to open, how to come meet you. This is what reminded me of, of the video next week because in that audio, my student says exactly that. Hey, what's up? I had to come meet you. I'm name. What's your name? That's one way. You can also do, hey, two seconds. I wanted to come meet you. Where are you from? Or you can say, you can say, where are you from? Or you can say, are you from city? It's just one idea. You know, a lot of people really, really, this, this topic alone could technically, if you wanted to, you can, it can be talked about for hours, but I think that is, it's not beneficial to you because you don't need to overanalyze how to open. It should be as simple as you see a girl that you want to go talk to and you just introduce yourself and you start conversation. There's even theory out there about skipping the opener and just going up and just talking. 
So you're not even saying, hey, I had to come see you. Hey, two seconds. I wanted to come meet you. Or one, hey, I thought you were cute. I wanted to come meet you. You just start talking about any topic. You literally go up to a girl and say, hey, I have a question. What's your sign? Or you don't even say, hey, I have a question. You just go, hey, real quick, what's your sign? Or you don't even say, hey, real quick. You say, hey, what's your sign? I say, what's your sign? Because that is a very popular and easy topic to talk about. Guys don't use it enough. Astrology. So, so it's like a, such a hack. Women love talking about that stuff. You can just bring it up whenever you want. But my point here is, is don't think too much about this. If I wanted to, then I would have a lot more information, wouldn't I? But I don't because you don't need that much information. If you think too much about it, you're going to get in your head. And then what happens? You don't do it. Okay. Uh, Kaz, you're wrong. Kaz said, and I know you don't think I'm looking, but I'm, I'm checking out your, your, your comments here. You can't approach women in NYC. It doesn't work. All the PUAs are unsuccessful in NYC. I'll have to try someplace else. No, not at all. Cause I went to New York City in April and I filmed myself and I did probably around 25 approaches and I got a bunch of numbers. By the way, all that was filmed for one of my programs called Infield Breakdown. If you want access to that, you can get access to that. It's a add-on after you get the hooked program. And there's tons of approaches in NYC. I'll show you guys that in just a second. The actual program, not me doing the approaches. You'll have to get that. I don't put that stuff on online here just because it can get me in trouble. So, But I do have those filmed flirting. Flirt quickly. Why do you flirt quickly? Because if you're not flirting right away, A, it becomes a potential, I don't want to say friend zone situation because she knows that you're not trying to be a friend. But let's just say there's just no emotion in there. Having a very normal kind of blah conversation, it doesn't spike the emotions. It doesn't get her interested you need to start to build attraction. And by the way, this is not just advice for approaching. You should be using this advice for meeting women on dates as well. So this is completely applicable for when you're on a date, okay? It's hard to flirt when you are stiff. Yeah, it is hard to flirt with your, when you're stiff, so how do, you, how do you undo being stiff? You need to be flirting more. I just did a whole podcast on this. The podcast talks all about the fact that you need to be practicing, that you need to take one aspect of flirting, and then you need to be practicing that over and over and over again so that you're not stiff anymore when it comes to that point. This is why you need to be going on a lot of dates, this is why you need to be approaching and talking to women. All right, let's continue here. No compliment or only do so with measure, but let it not be on purely her looks or skip it till it's earned. Even then, I don't even know if I would do it. Why? One, 
it can appear needy. Two, it doesn't have much of an effect because if she's an attractive one, she's hearing it a lot. So you saying it doesn't really mean much. Just really boring. Compliments are just boring. It's flat. Nothing happens. It's flat. Okay. Also, never discount or criticize her physical look or appearance in any way. I'm sorry, in any playful disqualification and in any way. It's really both. So playful disqualification. Let's talk about this for a second. What does this mean? Playful disqualification is when you're disqualifying her playfully, which means you're almost doing this kind of push-pull where you're saying that she's not worthy of you, but you're doing it in a joking manner. This is flirting. This is teasing, right? So like some lines of this would be, we'll never get along. Like, wait, what? You like to go kayaking? Really? Kayaking? You and me, we're never going to get along. And you can even say that as a joke. I don't know, maybe you're an avid kayaker. But you'll say that anyways because it spikes emotions. You're challenging. You're being polarizing. You're taking opposite sides of maybe what she believes or thinks. This is so powerful in flirtation because what most guys do is the opposite. Oh, you like to kayak? Oh, I love kayaking. Oh, me too. Wow, cool. Fun. Wow, you're from there? Cool. You do what? Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Man, you're really cool. You're really awesome. This is really fun. I have a fun time. I'm having a fun time talking to you. So counterintuitive. But when we start to give all these kind of compliments and show so much interest, which I know intuitively we love to do, and I did for many, many years, it doesn't work. You're not going to get her to chase. You're not going to get her to, it's not flirting. Because flirting, the essence and whole idea behind flirting is not really knowing how the person feels about you. It's like, it's a hunch. I say a hunch because flirting in itself, not to get too complicated here, flirting in itself is, of course, showing interest. But when we dive into what flirting really is, it's this dance of disinterest and interest at the same time, challenging her, playful disqualification. And so when we do these things, we almost let her know when we're doing these challenges that you're not easy, that you won't just be with anybody and you're not trying so desperately to be with her. Flirting helps you appear non-needy, in abundance because it shows on this kind of secret subconscious level that you have options. And the other guys who don't have options, who are desperate, are going to be acting in the exact opposite way. So that's the idea. This is the antidote to the nice guy. The nice guy doesn't get laid. The nice guy doesn't attract women. Or he still can attract women, but probably not the ones that you want to be real. So that's flirting. Let's talk about quick flirts at parties. By the way, this was, this whole thing was written 
by one of the coaches at TripAdvice. His name is Jamal. I should have him on actually. Okay, so Jamal wrote this whole thing. And what's cool is he wrote it. Some stuff is unique and some things that he brought to the table. A lot of this is he was just doing his homework. He wanted, he likes to write these quick guides to help him with understanding the material. So he took all the material from TripAdvice because he's a coach and he wrote this and said, what do you think? And I said, this is great. This is a great little cheat sheet, quick guide to talking to girls, to attraction, to flirtation, cool, technical, practical stuff. So that's why I decided to share it here. So this is some stuff that he came up with that I thought was great. Quick flirts at parties. Right after introducing yourself with a smile, say something like, anyway, I'm trying to root out the people that sneak into this party without my invitation. And I don't remember giving you one. He put in parentheses, she's in your world. So this is like this flirty, fun thing to say. And at the same time, why this is cool, because it's like a two in one. It's also, even though you're teasing and joking around, it's still positioning you as a leader or a person of authority. And women are really attracted to that. Women are attracted to men who have status. So even by saying something like that as a joke, you're positioning yourself as a person of status at this party. And you don't even have to be the host. You can just say this as a joke. Because only a confident person who maybe had status would say something like that. Right? And then here's cocky funny. Cocky funny is David D'Angelo, old dating coach from way back in the day. He was one of the first ones to interview other dating coaches. And then, and then actually, I think he sold that as a, as a course. So what else brought you to this thing besides the obvious? Are you looking for me? Cocky funny right there. LOL, right? So you say that, a smile a chuckle. So I'm curious, what else brought you to this thing besides the obvious? Me, of course. Again, we're positioning this whole thing and your mindset should always be positioning yourself in the way that she needs to impress you. Also, counterintuitive thinking. But that's that's the whole thing, is that attraction and meeting women and the reason why countless men, myself included, need help with it is because it's so counterintuitive. Because we think, oh, be nice, compliment, don't be arrogant, try to impress her. Quite the opposite. We also, we want, think about this way. I know that not everyone here has status, but if you're a guy who did, which means you're high up at your company, you're super popular, you have a big network of people, you have a lot of followers on social media. Those guys have a lot of options. So how do you think they act? Well, if you have a lot of options, are you going to be with any woman? Or are you going to be with every woman? We'll say that. No, of course you won't because you have options. So who are you going to pick? Well, you're going to pick the ones that what? to pass your test. So you need to make sure that you're always filtering, even if you're not a person who has status 
Or even if you don't, if you don't think you have high self-esteem, fake it till you make it, man. Your mindset should always be, I want to see if this girl's good enough for me. Not just, oh, she's hot. That's not enough. So we practice mindsets by reminding ourselves over and over and over and over. That's how we do mindsets, okay? Over and over and over. Let's keep going. By the way, I'm just looking for people to cause trouble with, and I have this peculiar suspicion that you might be one. And this is tilt your head sideways as if trying to confirm your suspicion. So this is the same idea. She's in your world. She's in your world. Always bring her into your world. When I go back to like early 20s college days, and I think about all the times I hooked up with a girl or built attraction with a girl, (laughs) it's like, Every time I think about it, there's always some aspect of, of these of this of this of these mindsets of bringing her into my world. And then anytime I ever tried to impress a girl or do things to get her to like me, usually in the form of, you know, kissing her ass, not literally. Then it just it, it just rarely, if ever, worked out. So it's so important that you understand this mindset. We do work with you on this in the Trip Advice Coaching Program, by the way. We do teach you this. And we help you build this mindset. Because the second you lose this mindset, high chance you lose the girl. And by the way, this is forever. This isn't some mindset so you can be good at picking up girls. Like this should be, it, it should be this way. I want this is so important. Listen up, guys. You want to create your own world. You never want to have a life where you need other people, especially women to have a good time or fun. First of all, that makes you completely lose control of the situation. You always want your life to be good, not because of other people, but because you are making it good. Because you have the friends, the social circle, the fun things that you do, and the hobbies, the interesting life. And no, guys, it doesn't have to be some, some Dan Bozerian crazy shit like that. That's not what I'm talking about. You don't need yachts. Yachts help, that's for sure. But you need to be doing things, be into things. Let me say this. Okay, I have a friend. Actually, he's here in Austin. And so my friend, he, you would never think this guy is a crazy Dan Bilzerian type on yachts and all that stuff. But he, you just get sucked into his world. He's got friends all over the place. He's always clued in to what's going on in the city. He does his research. He always knows what to do, when to do it. He brings people together. He's so social (laughs) that uh, he invites, (laughs) he'll be invited to a party and then ask the host of that party if he can invite some other friends. 
because he's always trying to connect people because he just loves it. He just enjoys it. And by the way, you don't even have to be this crazy socialite either. My big point here is, is that you don't need superior social media, damn Balzerian type status to have a functioning life with things going on or things that you're interested in to then bring her into your world. So there's, there's, there's many ways to do this. I should probably do a whole episode on this. I could talk about this for a while. All right. So, so okay. This is interesting. Someone said in the U S those games work here in the EU when you're arrogant or even just have a disagreement with women, they just show audacity or just straight left you there. You know what? I, I believe you, but I think that you should, if you're testing that out and you're seeing that enough, all right, then don't, don't do that. Right. I'll believe you in a sense, but I don't know, man, you, the European union. So you've been to every single country and tested this out multiple times on multiple women. You know, it just, I, I, I don't believe that. Let's be careful with making those bold statements. Yeah. See, we got dude. I was successful in EU cost said. Okay. Oh, we got a girl in the chat. What's up, Nancy. Okay. Let's continue. Here's other ways of flirting. Okay. So we're going over flirting. Try to completely misquote her and misinterpret her words. So this is a fun way of teasing. Misquote or misinterpret to accuse of saying something completely outrageous. Did you just say you think the bartender's a weirdo? I'm so sorry. I love this kind of humor. Such confident humor. So basically, here you're going. Imagine you're at the bar. You're talking to a girl. And you misunderstand what she says or something. And you go, did you just say the bartender's a weirdo? Then you look at the bartender as a joke, even if the bartender's not even paying attention to you and go, I'm so sorry she said that. Right? Something like that. Playful banter. Why do we do this? Again, spikes of emotions. Makes the conversation more fun, more interesting. And also, the way that I'm saying all this, like th this is not... Can't you tell this isn't friend conversation? Like I, I wouldn't do that with my friend. I wouldn't be with my friend and say something like that. Like, did you just say the bartender's a weirdo? I'm so sorry about that. I wouldn't do that with my friend. I wouldn't do that with my family. I wouldn't do that with a coworker. I'd do that with Megan. I'd do that with a girl I like a girl I'm flirting with. It's that playful vibe that can't be misconstrued because women know. Women get it. Okay? Like women will pick up on the flirting. Good. Good. We want that. We want that. We want you to, we want her to know that you're flirting. Or else, what the hell are we doing? Well, we're just having really lame conversation. By the way, you know, really, guys, check out my live that I did last week. It's on the channel because some of the things I'm saying today connect back to tonality, appearance, and body language. I'm just not going over that today because I already did. Okay. 
This is a great one too. Deliberately misquote her and misinterpret her words to flatter yourself, jokingly. Did you just say you're in love with me? Wow. We've only been talking for five minutes and you're already in love with me? No. No, I will not marry you. Again, the vibe. Would I say this to my friend? No. This is its own category of communication, which cannot be misunderstood and won't be misunderstood. Because if you said that to your friend, they'd be like, dude, why are, you, why are you flirting with me? Okay. So that's the whole idea. When you enter the Trip Advice coaching program and you get your dedicated coach, we teach you exactly how to do this, hold you accountable to implement this in the real world on dates and doing approaches so that you can actually get women to respond to you. So again, if you need help with this one-on-one, -on -one, if you're reading this and, 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 or I should say watching or listening to this, and this seems like you want some assistance, like, okay, where does it all begin? How do we all start? TripAdviceCoaching.com. Get yourself a coach. Work with us. We will help you do it and make it easy for you. Okay? Okay, this is great. I'm going to bold this. But also, ask genuine questions and make serious comments and not be overly playful either. It's a balancing act. Stay curious and generally interested in getting to know her. So the balancing act is the balancing act of flirting. And I'm also a human trying to connect with another human. Because if you're just doing this the whole time, it's not very graceful. You're going to be losing social grace. Flirting is peppered in. Preppered and sprinkled in. You do that throughout the conversation to keep it fun and playful. You do it too much, it's exhausting. It's like too much. Just, just like the way it can be boring or exhausting if you're not flirting. You're just talking about different topics and not. it's not really fun and playful. It's just kind of like this boring interview you're just not going to, you're not going to get too far with it. And then she's going to be bored. And you know what? You're going to be fucking bored. You're going to be, I was just saying this the other day. Oh yeah. Okay. It was actually to my client uh, who's, who I'm going to be doing that, sharing the audio with next, next week. I was listening to some audios of his and I said, dude, I'm bored. This is boring. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, you don't even sound like you're having fun. Was this fun for you? Was this conversation that I just listened to that was super boring, was that fun for you? And he's like, no, it wasn't. I'm like, yeah, it didn't seem like it. So that's another area of, of building attraction and making sure that you're doing this correctly. If you're bored, she's bored. And it took me, by the way, a, a long time to get this. Because in the, in the beginning, when you're first learning dating and approaching, you, you're not bored. You're freaking out a little bit. You're nervous, right? Someone said earlier, it's like, how do you keep your cool, right? You're nervous. 
So what are you supposed to do? Well, you need to practice a lot, but then you practice enough. Like I want to get, the goal would be to get you to the point where you are bored. So then that makes you believe, oh, wait, good. I'm getting bored. That means, that means I've done this enough or I'm comfortable doing this. And then you can start to have more fun. Of course, you can do that right away, but that's just, that's just one way of looking at it. So it's a balancing act. Stay curious and genuinely interested in getting to know her because that's what it's also about, especially on, especially on a date. Right, getting to know her, who she is, because, and and by the way, why are we? Why is it a balancing act? Why are we genuinely interested in getting to know her? The way that this is written, it sounds like better do a balancing act, or we're going to lose attraction. We're going to lose her. She's not going to be interested anymore. Got to keep her around. Got to keep her impressed. But no, that's not why we're doing it. We're doing it. Think about it from your point of view. Like, what are you trying to do? Well, you're trying to get to know a girl because you want to see, is she more than her looks? Is she interesting? Is she someone you want to spend time with again? I mean, of course, you might be just looking to get laid. That's fine too. And then you probably don't care much about getting to know her, I'd imagine. But even then, you're still human. You know, it's like, why are we just getting laid to get laid? Sounds kind of lame, actually. So wouldn't it be better to, if you're going to even be in a casual situation, if you're going to sleep with a girl, hopefully she's cool. And it's not just like she's pretty. I mean, I've been on dates, some very attractive women before. And 20 minutes in, I just naturally lose attraction because they're, they're just not, I don't know, it depends. Maybe they're boring or they're just, weird or there's something off or just like, I don't know about you guys. I can't really be attracted to a girl much if she's all looks and there's nothing up here. So if you're the same way, don't we want to get to know them? Sounds obvious, but listen, I'm a guy. I know how, how your guy brains work. I know that this stuff isn't PC, that we can't talk about this stuff because women will call us misogynist and objectifying women and all that stuff because they women just want to think that we're women and we're not. We're very different. All right. Advance the flirting. Also begin to ask deeper questions at this point to balance the flirting with substance, right? We just talked about that. Do not brag or boast about yourself. Don't try to impress her. This is not cocky, funny. When we're bragging or boasting and you're saying like, oh yeah, I'm the, I own this many properties and I have this and that and that. That's not cocky, funny. That's just cocky. And that doesn't work. And apparently to some people that also uh, doesn't work in the, in the European union. So this flirting can be saying things like accusing her of flirting with you. So you can literally say, Hey, are you flirting with me? You can do it with some context or without. It doesn't even matter. So that means that you can just literally say that in the middle of, of a conversation. Just say it. Even if you don't think she is or it's totally out of whack. If it feels right, don't do this robotic. Like, I heard on a live that I got to say this. So I'm just going to say it. Try to make it feel somewhat natural. 
why are you looking at me like that? Like you want to make out with me or something? Slow down. We're not there yet. So you can say this as well. So this is something I wouldn't say this. I wouldn't say that like in the very beginning. Usually this happens deeper in the interaction because you haven't necessarily built enough rapport to get to the point where you can say this without it being like not calibrated and you want to be socially calibrated. But here's the thing. I can say all this stuff all day, but what's going to matter the most is if you're out there trying this stuff. So I know I just told you, you know, be careful with this. I can be careful with this. Don't say. Bottom line is just go out there and start, start flirting. Just say stuff, see the reaction, see what happens. Go out there and just flirt the whole time. Like go against my advice here. If you're a newbie and don't make it a balancing act, do it to see, to learn. I can say it to you. In fact, you know, I can show you approaches and you can listen to audios, which I'm going to be playing next week. And that's great. That All that stuff is great. It's rich. It's good. But there's nothing like just going out there, getting on a date, even like getting on a date with a girl you're not even that attracted to, just to get on the date, approach a girl who's around, practice the flirting, see what happens, see what kind of reaction you're going to get. I mean, let's be honest. Dude, like none of this stuff is crazy, you know? Like you're not going to get slapped in the face. Like you're going to be fine. Like don't worry about it. Here's another line. There are other things I want to tell you, but I can only whisper them to you. <laughs> don't say it in that tonality. That was that was bad tonality. This is something where again, we're advancing the flirting. This is deeper into the conversation. This is after you've done some of this light flirting. This is when things, this is probably something you say like after a makeout, like after you guys have gotten that kind of deeper attraction, passion there. So, you know, but again, just say it, <laughs> just see what happens. Just throw yourself in the fire. It's one of the best things you could do if you're a noob. Okay. I wish I did that more. I did that a little bit. Like if I were learning all this stuff all over again, I would have, I did pretty well in the when I was learning this stuff, but I would have taken off my filter even more. There was an old uh, PUA. His name was Brad P. He's not around anymore. And he had something called social freedom exercises. And it's a list of 20 things that you could do to create what's called social freedom which basically meant not being nervous in front of strangers. So it was like, the first thing was like, go out and make eye contact with someone and don't break it until they do. Go out in the middle of a mall or the middle of a crowded area and just start dancing crazy, right? Again, trying to achieve social freedom. And the last one on the list, because it would get harder and harder and harder, was go out and tell someone your deepest, darkest secret, like a stranger. And I did it, by the way. I completed this whole list. It was hard. You'd think it'd get a little bit easy as time was going on because you are, you're already doing all this crazy stuff, but uh, that's a hard one. And it really just trains you to go out and do things that are socially hard 
that we restrain ourselves from doing, not so you can go out and tell everyone your deepest, darkest secrets, but so you can remove the filter a little bit, loosen up. Does that make sense? Um, remember, all this should be said with smiles. Why do we do this? Because if we're not smiling, then it's going to seem way too serious and the flirtation won't come across properly. So then this leads to Ted, my formula for attraction. Tension, entertainment, dominance, okay? Tension is sexual tension. So all this is sexual tension here, flirting. Entertainment, having a good time. You're enjoying the moment. Remember, we talked about that. It's like, are you bored? Are you having a good time? Are you not? And then dominance, leading, leading the conversation, getting the number. Also, she's in your world. Remember, we learned that. She's in your world. This is key, guys. This is everything right here. In a nutshell, Ted, we teach this in the Hooked program, which you can get at getterhooked.com. We will teach you personally in the coaching program, tripadvicecoaching.com. So you have lots of options here. If you need more help, I will never leave you stranded. You do not just have to watch YouTube videos and TikToks and podcasts to get results in your dating life. You can get a course, you can get coaching, and then you can do this at a more masterful level. I understand it's hard. It's hard to piece all this together. I've gotten coaching at this point more times than I can even count on so many different levels. I'm being coached now. I hire consultants all the time. Right now, it's more for business. But back in the day, I would go to seminars. I would get coaches, get help with meeting girls, talking to girls. I'd buy courses. I've had coaches for fitness, nutrition, wealth, all areas of wealth, investing, business, like the trip advice business, all this. I can't even imagine. I, I got a course on, on, uh, on YouTube. The reason why I even have a million subscribers today is because I bought a $97 course, which by the way is, is even more than hooked, a $97 course on how to use YouTube for your small business. That's what it was called. YouTube Traffic Academy. That was 10 years ago. Best $97 I ever spent. So you got to be investing in yourself. I know I push this pretty hard. That's because I absolutely love what happens when guys go through this program. This is the coach by coachbytrip.com page, or I, I guess now it's tripadvicecoaching.com. Just watch these testimonials from clients, all from the many years of coaching. And this is just a scratching the surface because a lot of these guys, you know, they don't want to put their, their faces on, so they don't give me a video testimonial. But I mean, look at this. Getting matches and likes, converting those into dates, getting numbers, going on dates, having a rotation is great. If you want to speak to women who would never approach you, this program is for you. I'm now going on three to four dates per week and getting more second dates than ever. If you want to watch those, you can. Some more clients of mine. So tripadvicecoaching.com. Check it out if you want to take that next step. Okay. Now I'm here to answer your questions. 
Trip, what causes fear of rejection when approaching for women? There's a lot of theories on this. One of the theories, I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but from what I remember, what I've learned is, well, think about it this way. I'm going to simplify this. If we get rejected by a woman, that means that we are not able to replicate. That means that our genes cannot get passed down. We are meant to survive and replicate. Like that's, that's why we're here. Every living thing on this earth desires survival, staying alive, and replicating, sex, passing on our DNA. So when we get rejected on that, that's a hard rejection to handle. It's a really hard rejection to handle. Also, there's some theories that, you know, we lived in tribes thousands and thousands of years ago. And so you didn't have many options back then. Yeah, hunter-gatherer, exactly. Yeah, it's in our DNA. It just is. But you know what's cool, guys? Guys, it's always going to be there. Like someone asked, like, I think someone asked, like, did I have it or do I still have it or something like that? Or someone asked me about my experience in in, uh, New York doing approaches. Like, I still have some approach anxiety. Does it compare to where it was 15 years ago when I first started learning this stuff? No, that was, that approach anxiety was to a level that you may understand or may not. It was really, really, really bad. So hard to approach women. Now the feeling is there, is there but it's like, a, it's like a light tingling feeling and it doesn't stop me. Ah, bullish. So bullish, you're in the program and you can't get yourself to try new things despite the advice. Well, you need to be talking to your coach about that, bullish. And if you're still struggling, so let's talk about this. So bullish, if you're in, if you're in the program, you're still struggling. You need to be asking yourself and all those out there who are also just trying to do this themselves, you need to be asking yourself a very important question, which is, why, why do you want this so bad? You ever heard of that? Like, oh, like come back to the why. Like, you need to come back to your why. Like, you're at this point where you, you've invested in a coaching program and you can't get yourself to take action. The coach can only do so much. I, over here, talking to you, can only do so much. Sometime down the, the, the line of you learning or getting coached or being pushed, somewhere eventually we both know that you need to do and take the advice. And I get it. Sometimes it's not easy. But then you come back to your why. Why am I doing this? Why is this important to me? You got to understand why it's important to you. Because when you finally understand, then at that point, I would hope it would motivate you and push you to take the action that you need to take. You clearly want to get results. You all who are watching this clearly want something. The difference between who's going to succeed and who's not is just the person who wants it the most. Let's use Michael Jordan, for example. No, you don't all have to be the Michael Jordan of meeting women. 
you don't have to be the Michael Jordan in anything, all right? That's an outlier situation, but we learned from that because he wanted to win. And he didn't just sit around going, I want to win. He wanted to win so bad that he would do anything. He was so competitive, practicing so much. He was never too good to be practicing and playing all the time because he wanted to win so bad. It was so important to him. Now we can go even deeper. Why is it so important to you? Why do you desire it so much? I don't know the answer to that question for you. You watching, whoever you are right now, all of you guys, you need to answer that for yourself. Okay? All right, let's keep answering questions. You guys got some good stuff. Can you explain why it's bad to go for a girl with daddy issues and family problems? Thank you. Yes. Why we don't want to go to women with, with daddy issues. So I'm not a psychologist, but from what I've read, what I've researched, what I've experienced as well, is we play out the relationships with our parents inside of our relationships with women. And women do the same thing. That's what we do as humans. I mean, there's literal, literal books just written on that one concept alone. So I can't dive too deep. But what I do know surface level is that we are born and the first thing we learn in terms of relationships are how we're being treated with our family, our parents, how our mom treats us, our dad treats us. Is our dad around? Is our mom around? Are they not? What's going on? Are we in an orphanage? Are we adopted? Are we a middle child? Are we? However, we're being raised. This forms the, let's say, for lack of science here, uh, the different connections in our brains and our psychology to how we relate to people. And what happens through trauma, this is so interesting, is we might have a traumatic experience as a child. Let's say a, a, a girl has daddy issues because her dad left it when she was 10, okay? Which can be traumatic. You once had a dad, now you don't. So this causes trauma. And what women might do is they might get into a relationship. And I know this is going to sound so crazy, but one of the theories is, is that they'll go into a relationship and they might cause drama and do things. So then to get the man to leave, so then she can try to make it so the man doesn't leave to solve the problem that she had when she was a child. So we, we seek out relationships that replay our traumas. And that gets really messy because we're trying to fix the trauma. Again, I can't speak too much of this because I don't know much of it, but that's, that's some of the kind of light psychology that, that I learned so you might be in a relationship with a woman or maybe dating a woman and because she's got daddy issues and all these issues with her dad, well, this is what she knows with men. So this can bring in all forms of drama, jealousy, uh, causing issues, lashing out, being irrational. And if she, and here's the, here's the scary part, guys. 
if a woman does this, but not right away in the relationship, and now you're already attached to her. So let's say it's six months in and you've fallen in love and you like her a lot and you respect her a lot. And then she starts bringing drama into the relationship. Bad news, bad news bears because it's gonna be harder to leave the relationship. So you gotta be careful. You gotta know who you're dating. Birkin said, I'm 20. I like women between 30 and 39. I do not know how to approach them and what to talk. Any advice for me? Yeah, guys, don't try to approach women in different ways because they're different ages. 18 to 70 years old, treat all the women like they're the same. Let's just simplify it. Okay, let's simplify it. Treat all the women the same. Attraction works for a 70-year-old woman all the way down to 18 years old. So talk about whatever you want to talk about. I just, be careful, man. I mean, I don't know if you're going to like dating those women. You're 20. They're older. For what? Because if you want kids, it's not happening. If you don't want kids, that's fine too. But I don't know. I found that it can be really hard to connect with women who are out, you know, more than, let's say, eight or nine years out of your, out of your age range. Yeah, fear can be good, somewhat decent, but fear is not really good when it doesn't help us anymore. It's like, yeah, fear is helpful. It helps us survive, but we don't need the fear of approaching women anymore. We don't need that. How do I feel about the red pill stuff? Um, I think most of the red pill stuff is pretty spot on, to be honest. And a lot of my information is, is rooted in a lot of that stuff because I really, I like to talk about attraction the way that it really is, not the way that we hope it to be or the PC way. That stuff doesn't work. Um, fear of rejection also has to do with self-esteem and ego, Danny. I mean, I think so. We are all fragile creatures who have egos and no one likes to get rejected or shut down. So, yeah. It seems for women now, they have so many choices with many and want to be independent. The last couple of women I dated were going great for several weeks and then boom, they move on. Yeah, dating is a lot tougher these days. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Here, here's, here's the thing. While dating has become a little bit more challenging because women have so much choice, you can still get them hooked on you, like the title of my course is, to the point where they won't be thinking about other men. So Brian, I don't want to, I know you're not playing victim, but it's, it's just good to think about it this way. Try to only focus on what we can control. If you're interested in getting a girlfriend or hooking up with a girl, having a casual relationship. Like, if this interests you, try not to use language that talks about women, modern women are like this, and Western women are like this. I know I talk about that a lot on my channel, and I think it's just important for you to know that stuff, so I talk about it. It's good to have that knowledge, but when it comes to actually getting results, don't think about that stuff it puts you out of control. If you want to get results 
you need to be in control. It's the same thing if I said, um, you know, I really want to be like really uh, strong and muscular, but I just don't have the DNA. It's not in my genetics. You know, people talk like that. And yeah, okay, maybe that's true. Maybe some people are genetically gifted. They can get strong faster and this and that. But when we say those things, what does that do for us? That puts it out of our control. Don't do that. And by the way, I'm guilty of this. I still do this sometimes and I have to catch myself. And then when I'm talking to my network, the people who are in my network that I'm close with, I like when we call each other out on that stuff. I'll call people out on it. They call me out on it. Focus on what we can control. So my point is, Brian, is if we're focusing on what we can control, then we can bring it back to ourselves and go, what could I have done better so they didn't move on? So think about that. Gerald, what's up, man? Gerald is also in the coaching program. He's getting great results. He's working with Jamal right now. He said, keep trying and putting yourself out there. It takes time and practice. It does. The person who wants it the most will succeed. Successful people do what unsuccessful people are unwilling to do. Did you hear about the girl in NYC who walked out on a guy because he didn't want to pay $3 for cheese on his already $21 burger? He dodged an entitled, entitled woman. Yes. So that's another thing. Yes, there are a lot of entitled women out there. And there's a lot of women out there, probably more than there were 30, 40 years ago, that are not good fit anymore. And so if they're not a good fit anymore, we'll say this. If they're not a good fit in general, then you need to be discerning. You need to figure out who's going to be a good fit for you. So yeah, dating's harder, but it's not impossible. You just have to know what to look for. So yeah, Spencer, that guy, that's a sad and hilarious story. That guy dodged a bullet. Yes, Birkin. I am saying stay away from women who bring drama. This is the risk of dating. Sometimes you'll know Sometimes you won't know. That's why a great question to ask when you're dating a woman on a first or second date is something along the lines of, how often do you see your parents? I love that question. What an easy way to ask, at least start the conversation of, are you close with your parents? You know, if you say something like that, she might say, oh, I don't see them too often. Oh, really? why not? Do they live far? No, they live close. I'm just not really, I'm not really close with them, right? She says that. It's like, oh, interesting, right? Now we can start thinking a little bit of who is this woman and what's going on. We can ask specific questions to dodge bullets, okay? Nate said, it, it started to feel like effort worked against me, trying. Um, it maybe, uh, no, it's effort's never going to hurt you. It's all in the way that you're interpreting what's happening in front of you. Our minds are very powerful things. And we can interpret things in many different ways. Our thoughts are powerful. They can be a detriment or they can be an asset. So if we interpret something in a way that's bad, then maybe bad things will continue to happen because you're only looking at that side. Or if you interpret something as, hey, I needed that to happen, that's a lesson that can make us stronger. 
I don't know about you guys. I personally go through this shit like every month. Like I am, obviously I'm a teacher here, but I am a student of life. And I'm a student for life, which means I'm always going to be learning how to be the most effective person. And I'm, I'm, I'm no, uh, I ain't perfect. Life is a continued journey of the ups and downs. But instead of looking at it like a roller coaster, try to think a little bit more logical and interpret things in the way that it needs to bring a lesson to your life. AKA, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? You said as men, things are not given to us, but for women, it's the opposite. Um, Kinda, yeah. Uh, how do I say this? This is a few different routes here. So men are in, are, are just naturally in default scarcity because we don't really have women trying to approach us and, and come at us. And... Women are naturally in uh, default and in abundance because men chase women. Uh, we'll even say men pursue women, right? That's usually what's happening. So that's the idea. And, you know, a, a woman who's, who's born attractive, not women, not all women are born attractive, but the ones that are, it's a very, it can be a very easy ride for many, many, many years. So men, we have to create value. Because it's even, you know, I, I, there's a lot of arguments about, oh, just be tall and good looking. And yeah, that, that absolutely gives you a, a more, more of a golden ticket in life. Because people who are, they've done studies on this, people who are more attractive, like have an easier time getting jobs and things like that. But as a man, your personality, behavior, and your effectiveness goes so much further. But unfortunately... Actually, I'm going to take that back. Not unfortunately, and I'll explain in a second. Fortunately, we get to create that stuff. I say fortunately because you will not be as effective as a human in society and in life if everything is given to you. So the man who, who or woman who grows into, who grows up rich, everything's paid for, trust fund, Barely has to work. What kind of skills does this person have with coping with life? I don't have stats on this, but I bet you I can find some. That people like this are probably on some sort of medication, depressed, maybe anxious, because they just haven't had to learn how to deal with adversity. And dealing with adversity is a gift. So I'll say that. Is it a good idea to hook up with gym women? Could be. Depends. I don't think it's your best place to approach women. Is figuring out, thanks Nate for the super chat, is figuring out the best city for singles logical? Um, it's an interesting way of, of asking that question. Yeah, probably. I think I would think so because I think some of the best cities for singles usually, usually, are going to be what has the highest population and the best ratio. I say ratio because San Francisco has a large population, but it's got a bad ratio. So dating in San Francisco, if anyone can even speak to this, if anyone is here from NorCal, the ratio is poor there. 
So men have a really hard time with, with meeting women. It's more, mostly men. When a woman says we are sexually incompatible, what does that mean? That means that she did not like having sex with you. Yeah, I don't know, Pat. Asking women for Instagrams at their gym. Just be careful. Two places are your sanctuaries. You don't want to fuck with. One, your workplace. Two, the gym. Not the most ideal places, I believe, to meet women. Even though people do like to meet women at work because they spend a lot of time around these women there, so they end up becoming attracted to them. It's like you're on a desert island. Oh man, I've never used that analogy before. God, I gotta, I gotta say that more often. It's true. The workplace is like a desert island, but be careful because it's not real, right? So let's say you're on a desert island with 50 people and there's like 25 women there. And of course, some you're attracted to, some you're not. Well, you're gonna be, even if most of them aren't your type, you're gonna be going for whoever because it's all you got. Men are at default scarcity. So they're not getting approached by other women and maybe they're not succeeding at dating in their life. So what women are they closest to? The women at work. But the reality is, is it's not a desert island. You don't need to be going for those women. And it can be a disaster because you can get in a lot of trouble or what happens? You date the girl, you break up, now you got to see her again. Same thing with the gym. Yeah, I get it. There's a lot of attractive women at the gym. Maybe you can approach one, but then you're approaching all these women, you get kicked out, you get in trouble. You date a girl from the gym, you don't know when you're going to see her again, you got to switch gyms. Now that's not convenient because the gym you were going to had everything you wanted and now the next one that you want to go to because you still like going to the gym is 10 miles away. For what? Because there was cute women there? Okay, nobody's perfect. He says, you said that life ends up being hard for women because things are just kind of given to them. I don't know how that would make life hard for them because they don't have to then learn. I mean, I don't think... Not for all women, for attractive women. We'll say that. Because a lot of attractive women, things come easy to them up until about 30, 35. And then they're not as attractive as their counterparts, or I should say, as their competition. So then they're going to have to learn how to get things and deal with life. It's like they're starting late. Victor, what's the best way to stand out on Tinder? The best way to do that is by having professional pictures because most guys don't. Thanks, Tony. In fact, speaking of beards, I'm going to be doing a video on how to create the perfect shape for your beard and your stubble. I will admit, today we're not doing that. As you can see, there needs to be some trimming but I'm going to do a video teaching you guys how to do that. And Tony, something tells me you need some work on it. Guys, great questions. Don't forget, questions sometimes here are not enough to get you results in your dating life. So if you need more help, if you can't do this alone, if you want someone in your corner to push you, to motivate you, to get your results, to make sure that you do, and to 
challenge you in a way that you've never been challenged before that's going to make you grow into the most effective human possible. Really, seriously consider coaching. By the way, you should be considering coaching in every area of your life. People are out there who are doing things that you want to do and are better at you than doing them. It's like a secret hack that we don't really think about. No one puts it in those terms. It's like going to school or or in first grade. We're trying to learn how the world works and what's history and math. There are people out there that are better better than you who can teach you. Something happens when we turn 18 or 22 or out of college we think, oh, we're adults. We don't need that anymore. We went, we, went, we went to school. No, you did, but not for some of the things that are the most important, unfortunately, like dating, sex, relationships, money management, investing, your health, your friendships, personal development, how to become an effective man or person in society, how to deal with your ego, your fears, All these things, all these things, people know how to solve this. So always be investing in yourself. And if you want to get help in the dating realm, we can help you. Go to tripadvicecoaching.com. Yes, Accra, AC Dragon Rider, education is forever. I've had this mindset over the years. Sometimes I think that women are the only gender that are owed a relationship. Even women who are not extremely attractive, just average and plain looking, not models, they are still guaranteed options and attention for just existing. Nobody's perfect. Oh, six. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. There's a lot of entitled Western women right now. And because of that, it has made dating a little bit harder, but I'm here to help you. They've taught us algebra and history, useless in real life. Yeah. Yeah, it has been a little useless. I will say this. I'm okay with learning algebra and history and trigonometry and social studies and what are the other stuff? Chemistry, biology, sciences, all that stuff. I'm all for that. It's good. It's exercise for the brain. We should learn this stuff. We should become knowledgeable in all this stuff. What bothers me is is that, okay, cool, thank you, teach us all that stuff. Can you please also teach us like taxes and budgeting and relationships and attraction? Can you teach us? I mean, they did have gym class, so that's something. They did have health class. I took a, I took a entrepreneurship class in high school, but that was like I had to pick that. They, they shove algebra and, and social studies and history down our throats, but they won't teach us how to, I don't know, have you ever taken a class on how to settle an argument with a friend or how to make friends or how to meet a woman or get over rejection? Have you ever had any class on that ever? Did those even exist? Probably not. Like, what the fuck? We have to deal with that all all the time. Yeah, you know, somewhat decent. You said, as a man, it sounds like a nightmare more than a blessing. 
I don't know. I think in the dating realm, women have it easier. <laughs> I was not at Stanford Law. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yep. AC Dragon Rider. I like that. Yep. History is very good. And that's why I say we still need those things. But I'd like some other things too. Um, is there a subtitle or something in coaching? Well, no, there's not, but we can talk slow for you. The person who algebra makes money with algebra. <laughs> the person who knows algebra makes money with algebra. Yeah, that's true. You guys having a hard time making friends? Can you imagine? I'm lucky. I went to a school, 1,100 people in my class. It was hard to not make a friend. There's so many kids. But then I know people who went to a school of like a couple hundred. Holy shit. Hopefully you made a friend there. Could have been really tough. It's like those are the schools that should be having. Schools, the smaller, smaller the school, the more should they should be focusing on relationship advice. Friends, arguments, love, all that stuff. Uh, Spencer, best way to develop a witty and flirtatious banter. You need to be going out there and practicing it. Spencer, listen to my uh, listen to my podcast. Okay, listen to my podcast. How to talk to girls. Any of you guys listen to that? I'm going to be talking about a little bit more about how to practice that, how to get better at wittier, flirtatious banter. Tony K, that was my school. Small, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Nobody's perfect. You said this is a uh, this is a sarcastic mindset. I think you mean scarce mindset. It's like men need a PhD in social skills, social dynamics, but women just need a high school diploma. But you know what? It's hard to compare. Women are just more social to begin with. It's easier for them to do that. I don't know. I think it's just part of their DNA. But also, are you going to be attracted to a girl who's kind of weird? I'd hope not. You know, you don't, you know what I mean? Like a girl who, like what's attractive to me, what's really attractive to me is making sure that the girl that I'm with, when I introduce her to my family and my friends, that she makes a good impression. So she needs to have that skill set. At least in my eyes. I hope that you understand that too. Okay. Because we get really carried away by how, how she looks. She's really pretty. We'll give her a shot. Don't give her a shot. Well, you can give her a shot because she's pretty, but, but she needs to be more than that. That really goes back to what I was saying earlier today when I was saying that you need to qualify her. We're seeing if she's good enough for us, not the other way around. We should know or be building towards knowing and realizing that we're awesome. So we don't need we don't need to impress anybody. We rock. We got our shit down. Now, let's see if she is somebody that is good enough for us. Um what's wrong with the weird girl? <sighs> wrong word. I just mean she can be weird as she wants and, and into weird stuff. I don't care about that. 
that's just personality. I mean social skills. Like if she is if she is not someone who's good with other people. I can't imagine you'd want to be with someone like that. It's good advice. Study group. Make female friends in class. Talk to them afterwards. Just start a conversation. Hey, what, what do you think about this class? Hey, you're in Science 101, right? What's up? I'm a trip. I haven't met you yet. It's the same, uh, it's like the same line as, uh, is that you can use that when you go to a party. Hey, I'm name. I haven't met you yet. Hey, what's going on? Well, Cass, I think we need to work on that. I think you need to not just be sitting around watching YouTube every single day. But what if you're also less social and just don't, I'm unique, I suppose, in appreciating girls who are quieter. Hey, man, if that's what you like, that's what you like. You know, I guess my my overarching point was, you know, someone asked, Girls don't need to, to learn that stuff. And I would say most of the time that they they do. Cause I I no, I'll challenge you on that, AC. Yeah, you might like a girl who's quieter, but I would imagine I, I gotta speak for all you guys here. You, you don't want to be with a girl who doesn't have any friends. And even if everyone's a little weird and kooky, whatever, that's fine. You don't want to be with a girl who doesn't have any friends. That's not good for her. It's not good to not have friends. We all need friends. We all need people to communicate with, to share. This is what life is. Proven, by the way, longest study ever done on happiness. It's like going on for like 70 years. Said that people who are the happiest and most fulfilled have the best and, and have the best relationships and have just relationships in general. And I don't just mean relationships like a loved one like a girl, but friendships, relationships with your family. It's really important. Like we are creatures. We are social creatures. We are not lizards, right? We're not lizards. We're not reptiles. Reptiles, when, the, when, a, when a reptile is born, it's up, that's it, they're gone. When the eggs are hatched, they're out. They fend for themselves. Mammals, we have parents, we have connections, we have relationships. That's how we are. So if you're sitting at home all alone every single day, at least you're here. This is something. It's better than nothing. But better would be to have people to spend time with. Yeah, you're right. Men do need to have more advanced knowledge of social skills to, to get ahead. I would agree with that. Yes, nurturing and raising. Yeah, exactly. So that's who we are. That's the reality, guys. And what is love? We could do a whole episode on that one. Uh, I'll, I'll answer that real quick. I'll just put it here. And we can end the show on this note. I think love is respect. That's all I'll say about that. Love is respect. Guys, hour and 40 minutes today. It's a great live. Thanks for coming. 
Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Kendall. Kendall, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I hope to help each and every one of you, whether it be through a live, whether it be through a podcast, a TikTok, an Instagram reel, whether it be through my course, my coaching, I hope to have made a positive impact in any way that I can. So thank you for being here with me. It was a, it was a you're right. It was a good sesh. It was a really good sesh. Pretty awesome. Yeah, we'll close you out with a little bit of music here. If you guys need more help, tripadvicecoaching.com. Don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to reach out to say something. I understand that it's uh, it's not easy to do that as guys. But that's why we have help available to you. And everything is anonymous, by the way. From the moment you fill out an application to the moment you're done, everything's anonymous. Unless you choose not to be, right? If you choose to give a testimonial like you've seen many guys have, that's different. But um, by default, it's all anonymous. We take your privacy seriously. And we honor that. And I have for many years. So. Thanks, Kaz. Thanks, Nobody's Perfect. Thanks, everyone. What's up, Percy? Thanks, Gerald. Thanks, everyone, for asking questions, for listening in. It's time to eat some dinner with Megan. Time to get my protein in. We got to cross 100 grams today. You guys rock. Gotta leave. Appreciate you, Tony. All you guys. Thank you.